friends, welcome back to Real Life Marriage, where I'm your host, Candace Mummert, and on a great day, my husband Aaron joins me as the co-host. Whether I'm sharing tidbits and encouragement or interviewing people brave enough to share what goes on behind closed doors in their marriage, it's all for the goal of strengthening marriages. We're glad you joined us as we unpack the good, the bad, and everything in between when it comes to real life marriage. the bills and apparently yeah. something paid the bills because we did pay the bills but I don't know how we did it we were really bored. welcome guys to the podcast today I'm a little extra excited because today I have Linda Smith with me and she is a very dear friend that God brought into my life very shortly after we moved to Texas uh, she was a neighbor across the street one of the very first people I met and uh, we hit it off uh, pretty quickly and became dear friends. And it was in a season in her life where there was a lot of change happening. And I'm sure that that's part of what we'll talk about today. But I am just excited for you guys to get to know her and hear from her as she shares her love story with us today. So, Linda, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I am so happy to be doing this with you. Um, I don't get to share this story a lot, so I'm excited. I appreciate well, it. Well, it's a sweet one, and it's extra special for us to hang out today because we're not neighbors anymore, so we never see each other. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do to fill your Monday through Friday and weekends and all? Well, I am a a mom of four. One of them's out of the house, but I have three boys, teenage boys still at home. I am a speech pathologist. I work in home health right now. So between the boys and working, that's what fills my days right now, Monday through Friday, for sure. Yeah. And a little fun fact, you're a twin. I am a twin. My twin sister lives about 10 minutes from us and uh, our families are very close. Um, Her husband is my pastor. We uh, are kind of in ministry together too, really. So, Okay. Let's start at the very beginning and tell us how did you and Dan first meet? Okay. Uh, We met at Howard Payne University. We're both attending there and um, I had not gone there my freshman year, but my twin sister had gone there and I missed her terribly. So I transferred there my sophomore year. We roomed together for the first semester, and that was horrible. <laughs> we, we, I'm sure we could do well now rooming together, but, you know, we were both 19, and I don't know, yes. had different, different sleep schedules, whatever. But anyway, we, we decided to uh, not room together anymore, and I moved into a house with three friends, and these three friends I had grown up with, but they had met a guy named Dan while they were at Howard Payne. And they were all really good friends with Dan because they were all in a lot of the same extracurricular kind of things together. And um, I didn't know Dan uh, when I moved in with these girls, but Dan was calling the house all the time asking for either, you know, one, we'd usually go through the whole list of which of the three girls. And of course I'd hand the phone to them or none of them would be home. And I'd say, no, no, no. And um, eventually we would chat a little bit on the phone and he, he was a nice guy. I mean, I wasn't looking for a boyfriend or anything, but 
at some point I was home by myself and he was supposed to come meet one of them to go do something. I don't know. But when he, when he got there, I was the only one there and I was washing dishes and we, we had a lot of dishes because <laughs> we had a, three teenage girls, you know, nobody wants to do the dishes. And so I, I happened to be doing yes. the dishes that day and he knocked on the door, said, you know, is, are any of the other three girls here? No, they're not here. And uh, he said, well, do you need help? And he came in and helped me do the dishes. And that was a oh. big deal. Yeah, it was really <laughs> sweet. That was my first signal that, hey, this is this might be a good guy to hang out with. So um, we started forming a friendship. And pretty quickly, we kind of really like liked each other. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> was it pretty yeah. mutual from the get-go? Yeah, I, it was. I think we just both really admired each other, just our personalities. Like we just, we had the same sense of humor and obviously we had the same friends or taste in friends. Cause I was living with the three yeah. people who he seemed to be looking for most often. <laughs> so yeah, we started hanging out together and ended up getting into the Baptist student union drama ministry. So we spent even more time together in that and um, got to know each other and you know the luxury of being in college in 19 is you can spend so much time getting to know somebody you don't I mean I had nothing else to do we would go to class of course and study and do what we had to do but then we had all this free time to just hang out and really get to know each other and so that was really good and fun and I think when he came that first day and I met him, it was probably around January. And I think we started dating like in February. So <laughs> we didn't waste any time. No. Oh, we did because it was around it was around Valentine's Day. And I think we had both joked a lot up to Valentine's Day about how we didn't have a Valentine and because we weren't overtly saying that we're dating, but we were kind of flirting and we liked each other. But so I think on, on Valentine's Day, I I drew this little Valentine on a three by five card, like this little goofy clown with a balloon or something and, and glued one of those chalky little conversation hearts on there and <laughs> just said something like, will you be my Valentine? But it was still kind of a joke. You know, I didn't I wasn't. Yeah. He also drew, made a little one on a piece of paper with this little stick figure with this guy with his arms out. And it said something like, I like you this much, about half an inch, because that's how wide <laughs> the arms were. <laughs> so anyway, that, that was sort of, I, I would say Valentine's Day was the beginning of really like, okay, yeah, yeah. We're, let's date. So, well, he was so sweet because I think at that age, I don't think think a lot of guys or in my experience they weren't all that gentlemanly they sort of assumed if they liked you and you liked them that you were dating and they didn't really have to ask you to date them it was just I don't know he he was so sweet um I remember sitting in his truck one afternoon and I mean I felt like we already were dating but he did look at me and he said is it okay if I call you my girlfriend? And I just thought uh-huh. that was so sweet and not presumptuous. You know, he was yeah. such a gentleman. So, yeah. yeah. And then how long sweet. did it take before y'all were engaged and ready to get married? <sighs> More craziness, especially looking at it now as a 
48 year old mom of teenagers. Yes. <laughs> this is totally nuts. So, <laughs> so we started dating in February and he gave me a ring on like May 25th. <laughs> so <laughs> bam, we're engaged. Cause I had and no you were just hesitation. like 19 and 20. Yeah, we were both 19. He's actually six months younger than me. Um, but yeah, we were both wow. 19 and I'm sure our parents just thought we had lost <laughs> our minds and maybe we had, and thank God that he just protected us from marrying somebody crazy nuts at 19. Cause that would have been so easy yeah. to do. Cause but, now um, you have a daughter that's engaged. Yes. She is 21, which is a little bit older than I was when we actually <laughs> got married my sister had been dating her boyfriend for like a year or something or more when we got engaged and they, it, we laugh about it now because they were both like, what is going on? <laughs> they just started dating and now they're engaged. And, but we held to, you know, we we're like, no, nope, we we're getting married and we never wavered. And despite all of yeah, <laughs> there were some adults that were like, are you sure you might be a little young for this? But yeah, we were pretty certain that that's what we were what we wanted to do and what we should be doing. And I, I'm even more convinced now that it was the right thing to do, but on, on paper, yeah. <laughs> it looked, it looked scary. So, and then I'd did really... you have a short engagement also from starting to date to getting married? That was 11 months. So we got engaged in May and we got married the next January. So yeah. So short, short engagement also. Yep. Wow. <laughs> yep. And so then you were married and full-time students? Uh, we were, while? yeah. We got married in January, and then uh, that was the beginning of Dan's last semester at school. Okay. And um, I still had that that semester and then another year. So Aaron and I also got married before we were quite done with college. And we look back now and are like, how did we pay the bills when we were both <laughs> full-time students? Do you oh have my that gosh, same yeah. thought? <laughs> yes. In fact, I know for sure that when we got married, Dan did not have a job right then. <laughs> Which, again, as a parent, I'm like, oh, I bet my parents were just so worried. What are they going to do? He doesn't even have a job. Not like he wasn't trying or ha I think he was in between. I mean, he, I know that didn't go for long, but yeah, we, I, I, I guess we thought love was going to pay the bills and apparently yeah. something paid the bills because we did pay I the bills, know. but I don't know how we did it. We were I really know. poor. That's what we look back to and we're like, what? I don't even know how we paid the bills, but oh well, I'm provided. So yeah, those are such so, treasured times though. Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, we lived on campus. They had married housing, and it was just an efficiency apartment. Like, you walk in the door, and there's living room slash bedroom as soon as you walk in. And then <laughs> go to the left, and there's a bathroom and the little tiny kitchens right there, too. And But we loved it. I mean, that was – Yeah. We loved it. So tell me, tell me some of the sweetest times of your marriage. I would say those early, early times when we just had – nothing material, barely had anything, yeah. but, but we had each other and that was just so fun and special being, you know, the two of us with big dreams and, you know, yeah. where's this going to take us? The first summer after I graduated, 
uh, we worked together at a camp just for the summer because I was going to begin grad school in the fall. And so we had this little, the three months of the summer to figure out, well, you know, do we want to go ahead and move to where I'm going to grad school or what? But we found uh, jobs at a camp uh, near Austin and worked for the summer. And that was so fun. There was another real young, newly married couple on staff and the four of us just hung out all summer and it was cool because you know you spend so much time together when you're dating and you're best friends and you love being together all the time and I feel like that first summer was exactly what I pictured like then you're living with your best friend and you're always with him and you're married to him and it's just so sweet and it finally happened and finally you know after 11 whole months but (laughs) at the ripe old age of 19 (laughs) so but there was just not a lot of stress just sort of we're married and we're just kind of working together reveling and just loving that we're married and enjoying being together and having fun and dreaming and that would that was probably the least stressful time of our marriage ever Um, So maybe that's why I remember it so fondly. But, um, you know, other times would have been when we when we first had kids that that was something we both looked forward to so much. So um, how many years were you married before Savannah came along? Um, We were married for five years before. Okay. Which we um, as uh, impulsive as we seem to be getting married, we really did. Once we were married, we knew we didn't want to have kids right away, and we really stuck to that. So I did finish grad school, and I worked for a couple years before we started having kids. And you really got to know each other and got to enjoy each other then during that time, too. Yeah, we did. It was was good. I highly recommend some time between, especially if you're 19, (laughs) between getting (laughs) getting married and having kids. That, That was... I do treasure that. And that was really just wise, I think, to be able to get the hang of being married before we had to get the hang of being parents. Yeah. And sharing each other with kiddos and all that comes with that. Yeah. So after Savannah, you guys had a surprise. We did. Um, So Savannah was uh, probably eight to 10 months old. We, we, started thinking, well, we really want the kids, we want to have more than just one. And we'd like them to be a couple of years apart, if that's possible, you know, all in God's timing. But so we started planning to have a second. We got pregnant. We, I went all through my pregnancy until I was, well, I was 34 weeks and we were having a boy. That was exciting. So we're going to have a girl and a boy. Uh, went, I went to the doctor at 34 weeks and he did a sonogram. said, oh, do you see that? And I didn't know what I was looking for. I mean, I saw a baby, I guess. And he said, there's two heads. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I hope you mean there's two babies. And there were <laughs> two babies. And so we found out at 34 weeks that we weren't having one boy. We were having two boys. Um, That was a huge surprise, a shock. That was on a Friday. And uh, just to make things fun that weekend, I went into labor on that Sunday. So two days after we found out we were having twins, we had them. And, oh, we'll back up a little bit. When I found out I was having twins, Dan was on a a trip to Tennessee for a youth conference. 
So he was out of town and I had to call him and say, oh, guess what? We're, we are having a boy. In fact, we're having two boys. And uh, he was excited. We were both very excited. I mean, we were shocked, but we weren't disappointed or upset. We thought that was great. You know, one is good. Two is awesome. Twins. I am a twin. So I thought it was great. I love being a twin. So having twins sounded amazing. And then on Sunday morning, my water broke and I had to call him again. Could you go ahead and just come home now? (laughs) Because I really am going to have this baby. So um, he got on an earlier flight than what he intended, gave the flight attendants his story, and they were so sweet, they let him get off the plane first before anybody else, and everybody was congratulating him, you know, so um, I was already at the hospital, but he did make it there for the delivery, yep. (laughs) And then even after that, you weren't done. No, I wasn't done because four years later, we uh, got pregnant again and we had uh, our youngest, Nate, who's 15 now. I kind of had always wanted four kids. And so I was a little bit nervous when I was pregnant with Nate that I would have twins again, (laughs) which would have been okay. But it's a lot. So cool. Yeah. So then, well, let's talk about the boys first. Because one of the things that you said you'd like to share about is, you know, parenting, not only parenting in marriage period, but also your twin boys ended up with some special needs. Yes. And, and it's different parenting when there's special needs, whether it's medical special needs or behavioral medical needs or uh, behavioral. Anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah. It changes things. Yeah, it does. It's very challenging. So yeah, Isaac and Sam are on the autism spectrum. And well, even before we found that out, which was really diagnosed for sure, when they were in first grade, about six years old, and we had suspected all along, but they're kind of high functioning. So it was like, ah, is it, you know, what is it exactly? And then finally, that's when they got the diagnosis. But before that, Sam, smaller at birth, they were both small. One, Sam weighed two pounds, eight ounces. Oh, wow. Um, Isaac was... Yeah, Isaac was four pounds, two ounces, so he was the big one. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Sam was two eight, and um, he just had more medical problems all along. Just get, he had a really hard time gaining weight. Um, when he was two, he had to get a G button, which is a, a feeding tube, a permanent, well, semi-permanent. I mean, he had it for two years, but we had to feed him through that because he just was not gaining weight in the regular way. So uh, that was really stressful. We were worried about him. Uh, Scary. It was time. It took a lot of time to, to help feed him. We were tired. We were cranky. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We we were working hard. We had three kids under me and um, it was a lot. And was really patient though. Probably, I'm sure more patient was, and I feel like we did work really well together. Um, he always seemed to be like just rock solid, never wavering in believing this is going to be okay. We can just he, you know, I would be the one to kind of fall apart, and he would sort of help me pull it back together or say, why don't you go take a break and I'll help, you know, do whatever. So I think we just worked well as a team, even though that was super hard. And then once I got to diagnosis being on the autism spectrum, that, that was hard too, but 
again, I, I just, he really so consistent and just even keel. It was easy to do, to do that kind of parenting beside him because he didn't ever seem like he uh, lost hope or was in despair. And I felt inside sometimes I was like, I just didn't know what to do. And he was a good, a good husband, a good father to be able to kind of steady me and help all of us through learning how to, how to do that. Did you ever have a time when you guys really disagreed about a treatment plan or a next step with therapy or anything in caring for the kiddos? Was there ever a time that you really disagreed and you had to work through that to get on the same page? Um, I think probably uh, some of the hardest times we had making decisions centered around the boys' schooling. Not that we necessarily disagreed, but sometimes I would feel like whatever needed to be done should be done a lot quicker. And <laughs> okay. and Dan was pretty patient and, and was wise in waiting some things out. And mm-hmm. so there would be a struggle there, maybe just a disagreement on timeline. So we started them in public school when they were in kindergarten and first grade. And it was very hard. They definitely did not fit the mold. From the very beginning, they needed a lot of help pretty quickly got started getting some special education services because they just marched to the beat of their own drum. That was really stressful. Just trying to decide, do we keep them here? Do we do something different? And we did eventually decide to homeschool them. And that's a difficult decision for anybody to make because it's a big commitment. Yeah. And it was going to be, you know, me doing the homeschooling. Dan would be working. We had them home schooled for, I think it was three years before we decided to do something different. And those were really good years for them educationally. They were really good years for me in some ways. They were also some of the hardest years, Mm -hmm. but I don't regret doing that at all. I think it kind of saved their education in a way and their love of learning. We kind of turned it around. God used that to to make their schooling a good thing instead of a real uh, negative thing for them and for us. Now you have four kids and you're doing life. And Dan found a mole on around his beard, right? Yeah. It was in October of 2010, kind of referencing back to the school thing. I had started working full time because at the end of our uh, homeschool adventure, we decided we had found a private school that would work for them and would work that time better for all of us. And so I was working full time. Dan was working as well. The boy, everybody was in a good school situation. And he, yeah, he found this mole by his ear and he, he didn't find it. And become alarmed by the mole itself. It was just getting in the way when he was trying to shave. So it was bothersome. So he went to the doctor just to have it removed. All right, guys, I'm cutting it off there for this week. I know I'm terrible, but you'll have to tune in next week to hear part two of Linda's interview. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to leave a review and share it with a friend to be part of strengthening marriages. Until next time, be sure you're loving on relationships.